Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of Value Town. I'm Chan Man V, and joining me today is Noxious, Ali Straza, and Jackie Chan. What's up, guys? Nailed it. Hello, hey. hello. Nailed it. Hey. <laughs> what? Noxious. Well, we uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Some announcements. You know, I've definitely been tweeting about it. So uh, we'll definitely be getting that to that really, really soon. But for those of you just tuning in for the first time, we are a Hearthstone podcast talk show that uh, we just talk about everything that's going on in Hearthstone in terms of playing, in terms of community, news, and all that good stuff. So welcome if you're tuning in for the first time. And this is the first time we're doing it on Jackie's channel. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. If you want to say hi to all the... the you're just streaming, so you don't have to say hi to all your, your fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully you guys have all hung around and you're still here. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for hanging around if you do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, to start things off, I want to remind everybody that this episode is – not remind everybody, but let folks know that this episode is sponsored by Game Coach. Game Coach is a coaching website. So for those of you that are trying to become legendary in Hearthstone – and have been stuck at rank, I don't know, 15 or 12 for the longest time and don't know how to get there and really need some assistance, go check out Game Coach's website. It's game-coach.com. They've got uh, coaching actually for Hearthstone, Overwatch, CSGO, uh, League of Legends, and you can get a 10% discount right now too if you use the promo code ValueTown. So um, yeah, thanks for, to them for sponsoring the show and you know, can't wait to see if we can get some folks that, can, you know, that, that have some success stories from coaching too. All right, so um, I'm just going to lead things off. I know we don't have like all the viewers here yet, and it's like so, it's like bad strategy, but I'm the type of person that opens Christmas presents like, you know, early, maybe like a full day <laughs> early because I, I just you, can't really? wait. Yeah. A whole day early? Oh my God. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't tell them I opened it, but I, I, I opened it and then I retape right. it and that sort of thing. But anyway. Kid that went and looked for his Christmas presents, like went and found them in the closet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, anyways, we got a big announcement today. And I want, wanted to um, welcome Jackie and Allie to the Value Town family because they're going to be joining as. Hosts for the show, so <laughs> welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was perfect timing. We both went wow. Yeah, nice. yeah, definitely super excited. Given that Jackie, you've been on the show obviously a good number of times, and uh, you know Noxious yeah. can attest. I think some of our best episodes have included you, especially with talking about decks and fun <laughs> ideas. So no, yeah, thanks. It's uh, great to great to join the team. Yeah, awesome. And now, Ali, of course, you've been, you know, this uh, stream that I've been watching for a while now and been wanting to get a hold of. So here's a story. I've been wanting to get a hold of Ali for months now. And so I asked Jackie, I'm like, hey, Jackie, you got Ali's Skype by chance? I mean, we're talking months ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I'll, I'll go and message Ali and see, see if she's interested in coming on. And it's like, I get like no response ever from her. I'm like, wow, she just she just don't, she just don't like us. <laughs> she, yeah, she just like me. Totally and on my like end, 
And on my end, I thought it, you guys just weren't interested anymore. Jackie was like, hey, yeah, Value Town's going to be reaching out. I was oh, like, sweet, I get to be on Value Town. Awesome. And then you guys just never reached out. And I was like, well, thanks. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Feels so, bad. We finally Feels got bad. that trained out. And it obviously got I mean, even further along. I think she's such a great fit for what we do with. Uh, just oh, obviously being you. a great player, as well as just playing the kind of decks that we like to talk about on the show. So, um, exactly. welcome, awesome, yes. or greetings, or however we, we do it in Hearthstone here. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, I'm super, super excited to be here so and be a part of Value Town. So. Awesome. Well, why don't we oh, kick off just by talking about our week, you know, in Hearthstone? That's kind of how we kick things off. Uh, you know, start off with. You noxious like or no, actually not noxious. We're talking with Jackie, just some one of our new. I am not a good <laughs> exactly. I am not a good thing. No, no. I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Noxious is like, well, I've been playing Gwen all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Jackie, what you been doing this week in terms of our stuff? Um, uh, I've just been playing, man. I've just been like trying to grind the ladder. I've been what I've been doing this week is doing like a, a day per class. So like oh, yesterday I had like nice. a shaman day and then the day before I had like a rogue oh, that's day. that's fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool to kind of like explore all the different archetypes of a class. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've got some interesting shaman decks that we will uh, have was, a look at in a bit. Was shaman your favorite out of the whole week? I, yeah. Yeah, I've got this. I think, I think like token shaman is just really, really good for climbing yeah. the ladder right now. So it I is. Yeah. Bloodlust die. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best. Yeah. Uh, Allie, how about you? Yeah, I'm just grinding the ladder, you know, having a having a good time. I feel like I've actually been playing relatively slow decks for mm-hmm. for for the ladder grind. I feel like I should be playing some some aggro, but I've been playing but, some control priest yes. and control <laughs> control warrior. Yes. <laughs> I've been ta- yeah. taking it slow just cuz I've been wanting to to play these fun like value decks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, but uh yeah, no, it's it's I've been having a good time. Control war, control warrior and control priest. That sounds right up my alley in terms yes, of uh, exactly. uh, playing. Yet just uh, at least early that. I don't know why I do that. Like the same right, thing like, with you. Why do I like, do it to myself? Why? Like, rank fourteen. Like, oh, I've been like rank eight for like three days now, but I'm playing control priest. So, like, it's like know. you look at your game tally, and it's like, uh, you know, um, early on the season, I only play like about fifteen games a day. I don't know what's going on, and then later. Later on, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm playing 40 games a day playing aggro. This is this is a lot different. To be fair, though, I'm playing also con- Control Mage or Gunther Mage with with Elise in it now, yeah. which I think has been pretty strong. But it's also a, a wow. slow deck too. So okay, yeah. I kind of like uh, you know the name that it's finally gravitated towards, right? It started off as, as Discover Mage with the Cabal Couriers. Mm-hmm. Now, finally, people have settled on. Never mind those crappy cards. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. necessary, and the archetype is overall, you know, going to be uh, referred to as control makers. We've seen lists yeah. come up with Acolyte of Pain that yeah. replaces the couriers. Those cards are just not core, mm-hmm. and so Discover Mage or Psy Gunther's Discover Mage, just like that, that, that name. Yeah. Holy shit! Like you're presenting Psy it to someone. So strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will always I just remember think that, that deck is so strong. Yeah, it is, yeah. and it was really tricky too. Whenever the there were two types of mages, and they looked pretty similar. At least the early game mm-hmm. does, and you play the end pretty differently. So it, it yeah, I mean, tricky. at the moment, like people have been mixing it up as well. People like combine yes. secret mage with Gunther mage, <laughs> yeah. and so you never know what they've got. It's in tough, the deck, man. It's that, like there's so many different types of mage going around. 
that happened to me today. I was playing again, you know, they were playing the five fives and the four threes and, and, you know, with, with the secret deck. And then he just drops Medivh on me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, Oops. sure. <laughs> I guess we are secret control now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, that's why I like it though. Cause I feel like you yeah. can swap so many like different little cards out. If you have kind of the core Medivh and Alex and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you can swap in um, tech cards like volcanic potion or gluttonous ooze, depending on what you need for the meta. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely love that. There's so much mage on the, like right now. So mm-hmm. if you, I love it. I love mage. Yeah. Eater I secrets is, this is probably going to be one of the best times for you to run that card. And it's been definitely. like that for a couple weeks now. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, tech it's kind of weak mage. though against mm-hmm. uh, like because the, the, that's the funny thing is that mage is kind of the most played class. Yeah. By the way, can we appreciate how the meta evolves from like you know twenty five percent warrior, you know, yep. to then a shift towards some shaman, and then there was a shift towards paladin at the very top, and then they were battling at the, the you know the very top of the kind of the matchup charts, I guess, the win rate charts of many classes, and then now we finally settled the meta i feel like and it looks like mage is the reigning champion druids close mm-hmm. behind with the token druid mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually like it's been very different as opposed to having minor shifts it's been an upheaval mm-hmm. all the way through ongoro and while we're stabilizing now the the journey to this point i think was was a really good one yeah yeah totally oh uh, yeah for me i've been playing i've been playing some control warrior recently just from uh one of shows lists and tweaking that just uh, just at least the base of it and then, what else did I play recently? I played that, and I've been playing some Shaman, but it's not exactly like it. It was more of the Evolved Shaman. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, for some reason, I still love Spirit Echo and Doppelganger. The, just the value is just too much for me. I just have to ha- have to get those six Doppelgangers. <laughs> it's so fun, <laughs> too. So good. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's too fun to to pass up, um, or at least for me to pass up. But also, I've been planning a, a fireside too for uh, just down here in Florida, and we're doing our first tavern hero ever because I usually have like very casual um, Swiss tournaments just because I didn't want to go through this official, you know, crazy adminning and things like that. But yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna try it. We're gonna try it this time because somebody convinced me to do it. So we'll be doing it this Sunday for all you folks in Florida. Definitely check that out on the meetup page. I'll tweet that out a little bit later. But we're excited to do it, and we're going to be mixing in things like the Hot Wings Challenge. It's, it's, at, it's at Buffalo Wild Wings, guys, all right? So I want to keep continuing that awesome theme. That was fun? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I've always done it at Buffalo. So I've always done my firesides at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know. But I love yeah, exactly right. So we'll be doing. Hey, what's happening here? Here? Like, are you sponsored for this? Gen? No, I'm not. <laughs> I should be. The Wizards He's pay you to totally. make their choice of venue. <laughs> just starts eating buffalo wings. I know. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's hoping for some sponsorship for free That's wings right. for life or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> have support. I mean, they clearly yeah. agree with him. There's someone somewhere. No, but they're awesome, <laughs> dude. The manage the managers. They're freaking awesome in terms of doing. You know, just doing these kind of Hearthstone events there. Because, again, we're doing those Hot Wings Challenge. We'll have, like, these special Hearthstone menu items that they're, you know, like, Angry Chicken Wings and, you know, things like that that's going to be fun. And That sounds um, so fun. Yeah. Dang. On top of that, 10% of it, you know, they, they give back to you. So 10% that's of the sick. whole event. Yeah, 10% of whatever they make from the food and stuff, <laughs> they, they give back to you to help you, you know, support organizing these events. So it's like, man, these guys are awesome. Heck yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. So anyways, check out if you're interested in trying to qualify for ACT just through the Tavern Hero, come and uh, you know, play in our tournament. That'd be awesome. 
Okay, why don't we talk about some decks since we've been talking a little bit about what we've been playing. We should just dive right in and dive uh, right in. Yeah, Ali, you were talking about a priest, so why don't we start with yes. it? If there's a priest, like I said, I'll start with a priest. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, right. Give the yeah. priest the spotlight here. Yeah, um, yeah as I as I'm looking at at this list again, I'm realizing how darn greedy it is. It, I feel like it's pretty greedy. I like I've got Medivh and Yog, some double giants. I mean, mm. and Elise in there too. But I don't know. I just I I think the whole kind of control priest archetype is just so much fun right now. I mean, I'm probably because of Lyra. I. And and with the shadow vision, shadow visions in the packs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, I've been having a really good time with it. I can't tell if the arcane giants are, are necessary. I kind of just added them in there for fun to you know to kind of complement the the whole Lyra, uh, the Lyra package. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've been having a great great time with this. I've got some some awesome games off of the Elise packs, like getting Tyrantis, just, just <laughs> so absolutely crushing. Yes. That is my favorite card to get off the Elise packs. Like they, it's just, you, they can't, people can't do anything about it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless you've got a taunt, like it's just, you're just there to kill them and smack them in the face uh, twice. Sure. So yeah. Uh, but no, I've, ha- I've been having a great time with this for sure. Looks fun. The giants are like interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, they, yeah, they I mean, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Jackie. I was gonna say one thing about like control priest is that like against the aggro decks like aggro druid, sometimes you can like you can just have like one potion of madness and then mm-hmm. dragon fire potion and, that's and crush them. It. Yeah, that could just win the game on its own. Just crush so. them. Like, do you do you find in against that you're like struggling against aggro or is it actually like doing alright against aggro? Here's the thing. If if you draw well, I mean, I guess that's every deck. But if you dra- if you draw well, I I feel like this doesn't struggle that much against aggro. I mean, I mean, granted, if if you don't just don't get your board clears, yeah, you're you're gonna have a hard time. But I I, I think that you know if you can just get your shadow visions on your dragonfire mm-hmm. potions and like I said, the holy nova's in there too, so you know it's easy answer to living mana. Um, Potion Madness is, is convenient. The Tar Creeper in there for the early game. I, I really um, don't struggle too much with aggro. But granted, if you just draw poorly, you're not going to have a shot. So, um, And Priest of the Feast. Priest of the Feast is huge, especially against um, mages. You know, they, yeah. they, that's yeah. just so, so helpful. Um, and Pirate Warriors as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, think, I don't think aggro is that, that bad for this deck. Nice. Yeah, surprisingly, I every time I play Priest too recently, I haven't really, I haven't struggled much against aggro. And from time to time, there's some Pyro War that just goes nuts on me. Yeah, course, but, it is. <laughs> but the sometimes the druid, there's not much you can do. Yeah, the Druid is surprisingly not that bad. Like the winning, I I beat Druid more than I lose to it whenever I play Priest. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, but like you said, mm-hmm. the Shadow Visions are just give you twice as many chances to get answers. <laughs> yeah. And um, with mm-hmm. Druid having such low health minions, it. It's just right up the priest's alley, right? Like as long as you have something for living mana, which you know Nova does, as well as Dragonfire Potion, you're you're in good shape once you clear the first board. Yeah, where this deck struggles is yes, Jade Druid. You know, if, yeah. even though you yeah, even though you can generate a lot of value, like there's just it's just tough. So it's <laughs> and. Crazy yeah, you just yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's why I added Yog in there. But the thing, the funny thing with Yog is that I, I feel like I don't even use him all, all that much. He's just there, yeah. it's like back, one card backup plan, I you know. But that. I feel like that's just Yog in general. Um, and obviously, a deck like Quest Rogue, it's 
almost impossible sometimes to just mm. be the yeah. jager and quest rogue with this deck. But no, it depends on the meta, you know, and and what what I'm running into. But I I was playing this when I was queuing into a lot of aggro druid, and mm-hmm. it wasn't doing half bad. So I was happy with is, it. Is quest? Well, go ahead. Nox just said I think you were trying to get something in there. Well, I was going to say, like, Quest Rogue is one of those decks that early in the expansion, Freeze just took a dump on because every Quest Rogue player had no idea how to play the deck, right. so they just moved mm-hmm. five fives and let you go. You just went, fire, fire pot, and then yeah. fire pot, mm-hmm. and then you did it again. And, like, as people learn to play the deck, even the, the dumbest of Quest Rogue players will now bounce chargers, you know, just hold yep. on to them exactly. and kill you in one turn. And that's kind mm-hmm. of why, you know, Freeze is struggling, is that it had a pretty... I was going to have a pretty good time early on without, mm-hmm. you know, the even the, without the purified list. It went for control decks, and people were reporting some degree of success. And as time passed, it's really like, okay, we've got to play purify, we've got to play dragon as one or the other. Like, either we play on value with dragon with some tempo, but the pure control route just gets shut down by, like, a sizable amount of the, the yeah. meta. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy when you feel like you're scared of dying when you're at 23 or 22 against a rogue. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I got to get up at least to 26 to feel really good. But yeah, you're right no, that's about definitely, that. yeah. definitely a good point about people learning how to play Quester better. Cause at the beginning of Ngoro, I was playing a lot of freeze mage as well. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of quest rogues like left their board full. You know, so and you just use yeah. Frost Nova, and then they just can't do anything. But I, I think people have learned, you know, not to not to do stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, yeah. So I, I, th- I think this is pretty cool. Um, the the free from amber man. I love playing free from. I amber. love when that card. Have, there's something very satisfying about that card. It's <laughs> kind of like Fireland portaling, but but better when you have Medivh. I love it with, the- with Medivh out. It's so great. <laughs> They always seem to get something huge, too. Like, something enormously huge. A 10-drop, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, if it's eight or more, you're bound to get something massive. And that's, yeah. the, like, honestly, the I think the redeeming card for Control Priest going forward with the, you know, whatever next expansion comes up and modifies the meta, if yeah. if Control Priest is going to have a win condition, you know, Free From Ember might just be it. Like, we saw some early builds run. Like, you're asking, is Arcane Giant mandatory? But, like, a lot of the early builds were, like, they looked a lot like this with the Glimmer mm-hmm. Root and the Trailblazer for mm-hmm. value generation. And then they had, like, no Arcane Giants, but two Wild Pyromancers with two Free From yeah. Embers at the top. Yeah. So you had, like, this super control package in the early game and so much value and big drops that the opponents just couldn't handle it. And uh, sometimes just ran over them. So it was yeah. interesting because it reminds me of those super early builds, except mm-hmm. even even crazier with the, the Giants in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think one of the only things that seems a bit weird about this is there's no Wild Pyromancer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is that Have you been, like, fine in terms of, like... Killing one ones. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was thinking about pyro adding it too. I just haven't really given it a given a shot yet, but uh, yeah, I, it, it's def it definitely could go in there and yeah. and and be helpful and help against aggro for sure. Yeah, I wonder what I would take out for it. Maybe could be know, creeper. Maybe the, yeah, something possibly around, or something greedier or may, maybe yeah, even don't song touch stealer. Don't, don't maybe don't yeah, don't touch you. You never touch you. <laughs> And I mean, in in all honesty, if I probably had to take something out, it might be the giants. Like, take the giants out, put the yeah, pyros in. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I think they're they're fun, and they've they've helped me win, win some games. Just push push a lot of damage at the end. So it gives it the flavor too. You know, if it, if the yeah, giants the weren't flavor. in it, then it wouldn't be, it would be similar to some of the other priests. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the uh, token shaman that you've been playing 
Jackie, that you said was super good on the ladder right now. Yeah. And yeah, oh, it's got so, the fidget. Uh, it's got the water package in it. Yeah, so I've been playing, like, Token Shaman's been, like, super popular lately. Like, I've been playing it for quite a while. But, like, lately it's kind of caught on and everyone's been, like, bringing it in tournaments and stuff and it's doing really well. But on ladder, it's, like, insane. Um, and the Finger package is, like, slightly better in this deck than the Finger package would be in, like, the average deck because of, like, Primal Fin Totem, uh, which, like, synergizes with the War Leader and stuff. And Barnes is actually insane in this deck. Like, Barnes, you get Totems a lot of the time or even, like, getting a Murloc. Oh, Ayer is great. Um, sex is great. Yeah. Like, it's really good. There's not many whiffs. It looks good. Yeah, there's not... What, what, what would you whiff with? I guess things from below... Well, thing from below is awful, but like oh. otherwise... Like Firefly, <laughs> Blood Cell Corsair, those are usually pretty bad, but like Arjun Squire is okay. You'll be taking a Mad Tide mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, you're probably happy to pick up any Murloc. Even Finja. I mean, you get a Finja, you get a Flame Tongue on that yeah, guy, start summoning stuff. Like a lot of that stuff that's in the deck can, can use the, the Barnes, which is interesting because... I remember when Bars was theorized, it was like, oh, let's play this in just about any mid-range deck that wants to pull, you mm. know, cars with effects like Paladin Shredder. And it turns out the car didn't really perform well at all outside of Hunter, like where it just pulled high mains sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, it wasn't a top-tier deck. And now, <laughs> uh, Shaman's running it because every single card they have synergizes with other stuff, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Murlocs have their own little synergy. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got the, uh, the totem package as well that's useful. <laughs> thing from I kind of like it. Yeah, it's pretty streamlined and refined. And just trying to get as many minions on the board, right? Like, when do you hero power here? Do you just try to sneak hero powers in, or you want to value hero power type of uh, thing? I mean, I guess it depends on the matchup. Like, mm -hmm. you, you're trying to hero power a lot of the time, especially with the thing from blows. And if you're in, in like, another aggro matchup, you kind of yeah. want, like, your hero power is really useful. Um, I think I've seen the only one, the only downside to this list is because I'm running like super loaded minions. I haven't fit like a lot of people running devolve at the moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind of don't are. have that. So sometimes oh, like no, yeah, that's like that's that's the one like maybe questionable, questionable thing about it. Okay. Yeah, devolve. What? I feel like devolve is so strong in this meta right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but then sometimes like sometimes. You just don't need it, right? Like sometimes they, they'll have like an insane inner fire priest start, and you'll be like, ah, whatever. Let's just have that win. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know, right? And you still have the hexes, and you know, or at least in those decks, right? You have you have uh, just those answers all the time. But um, yeah, but really, yeah. we're just trying to smoke. What was that? I feel like I said really, we're just trying to go face. Yeah, just trying to go smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like the cr the crazy thing about playing against this deck is I you feel so threatened by totems sometime you know they have <laughs> yeah. what like like three power on board or something and you're like well i don't know i could be dead to blood bloodlust if i don't you know clear clear the hero powers here right. and yeah. so it's just like no and that's I don't know. that's the mind games right like the mind game between yeah. like, priest and shaman or even warrior against shaman right it's like well do you have bloodlust or not if you don't have bloodlust then <laughs> i'm just gonna keep letting it go right i'm just gonna exactly just keep building board and trying to get some more value on the brawl but if you do have bloodlust then damn <laughs> that's 21 probably damage. why the deck is so strong <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. Mm. um yeah anyways give it a try guys this is great for climbing ladder I, i've definitely played my share of this early early on and it's really really good for it and you can go through some games really quickly too uh the next one we have is something that we it's pretty common thread on this show which has been the nazoth shaman we've we uh, right. me and noxious <laughs> have played all kinds of different versions of this so it's been yeah. cool to see what your version is here so how does this compare to your version so basically this version is like 
you have the th- <laughs> the, the three big death rolls, so like why I I can, yeah, and then it's like trying to get. Yeah. Oh really? Is it really? <laughs> I don't have loot hoarders. Okay, wait, loot hoarders. Yeah. Never mind. You got us there. Okay, that's two cars we did not have. Go ahead. <laughs> keep going. Two cars. Oh I mean, basically, Go. I was trying to like the whole thing was like to try and cycle quickly and get value out of the ancestral yeah. spirits and the spirit goes and get a million ten ten taunts from where. Yeah. Kind of thing, that is an issue. I, I think drawing is something that's overlooked sometimes with these control shamans. Uh, it, it's nice, right? It's nice to get another two or three cards built into your deck so that you can have some consistency with ancestral spirits, right? Because you have to have something to ancestral spirit that's good, or else you're just sitting there with with it in your hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ancestral spirits so good with barns as well. Like, this is another deck where barns is just fantastic. Like yeah. either you get like a mana tide, or you can like super high roll and get like white eyes or eye or can. With hell is how how you how have you guys found it in terms of like win rate? Like with this deck, it's like one of the most fun decks I've played like recently. But I wasn't winning too many games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's uh, I mean, maybe that's gonna be relevant. So the list that I ended up gravitating towards are the ones that didn't play Ancestral Spirit um, right. and No Halazil. Those turned mm-hmm. out to be the most efficient for me. Yeah, uh, I thought that usually did more. I started including the Water Surge or whatever Tidal Surge, the four cost thing that gives you health and kills something. Um, so yeah. it's like the and it's like an extra jade lightning ish in the deck, mm-hmm. and then you can play hot spring guardians on top of that. So their spirit echoes um, are going to be hitting either the jade package or the wide eyes type stuff, or you can get yourself some extra elementals, and you can find room even for Kalimos if you want to cut the cairn. Uh, so you could just yeah. play like the Kalimos mm-hmm. with the hot spring guardians and make sure you have like these setups. It's a little bit yeah. tougher to pace, but you know it's very doable. So you can mix and match death rattle with. Uh, with elementals and it works okay like honestly against aggro a, a deck that's refined to beat it should not struggle i think control shaman is single-handedly the best deck against aggro in the entire game but it's so bad i mean so bad against lower lists it's not even funny there's, there's yeah, just so much there's just so much emphasis on a single targets you know and so like if you ancestral spirit white eyes or ancestral spirit cairn and he gets devolved it's just like oh yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like my game right there. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that's where it's a, a bit weak in terms of at least what the meta is right now and what the strong removal cards are for a lot of the classes. Yeah, I think one of the other problems with it is that you really just want something like a healing wave so that when like they Alex your face, you just like hex the Alex and then healing wave back up instead of just like a, these heals that heal a little bit, but they're not like a big heal. The healing's like six if you play Jinyu, for example. Yeah. And yeah, I, I found that to be one of the main problems the like little bits of healing rather than just a really strong, solid heal card. How often do yeah, you yeah. hella zeal into Volcano? Very yeah, rarely. Yeah, so let's just ask <laughs> the same question. <laughs> yeah, pretty much never. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's I, never I near as good as it was with the uh, elemental. Yes, I miss that's elemental. Why I cut it out. <laughs> that's why Halazil seemed so bad to me initially. It was yeah. like, this is a cool combo. I mean, it's a lot of health, but the odds I pull it off, it's like I might as well just spirit echo my genie water speaker. Like this is gonna happen a yeah. lot more consistently, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you get a similar amount of health. The the occasional blowout I think in this deck really comes from when you start stacking. Title surge with genius with hot spring guardians and like the healing is just ridiculous and aggro is always a little bit too far from killing you mm-hmm. um, and it gives you time to get the volcano which helps a ton yeah 
Okay. Well, uh, good stuff. Give that a try, guys. If you're you know looking for a different type of deck, a very fun and greedy deck, it's definitely fun. Whenever you can get those eyes back and those white eyes back from Nazoth, super super fun. Uh, let's see. The next thing is oh, a con- dragon control warrior that I've been playing. So um, just to remind or just to refresh that I, I was playing this deck that was from Show's Dragon Warrior. And then I've just been kind of tweaking based on what I've been playing again. So I ended up adding a Bloodhoof Brave instead of an Ooze, you know, or just something to take care of weapons. And that, that seems to have been helping more too, just because it, it was crazy. I was like losing against these uh, mid-range decks I, I felt like I should be beating, um, and, or mid-range to aggressive decks I should be beating. But I was just barely, barely losing. So I was like, oh, I probably need like one more taunt in this thing. And ever since I put that Brave in, it's been doing much, much better. But um, yeah, I, I was, the dragon patch I, is fun. It's. I was playing this all day uh, today, mm-hmm. actually, uh, on stream, and I actually really like the blood hoof in it. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I I took out um or I took out the Gorhal and put in a mm-hmm. second brawl just to try it out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and, good idea too. Yeah, I kind of liked it, but yeah, no, I, I had fun playing it today. I've been enjoying it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I mean the Gorhal, it's it works really well against like a Mediv or a, you know Atiesh mage. That's getting all that value, and so you can like remove all that, um, just so they don't get repeat damage, right? But like right. against shaman, against you know druid and things like that, the gorehal, it it's, it hurts actually more than it yeah. does help. Um, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so it's it's nice for that. It's also nice to finish too to get that seven like to the face at times. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, but overall, I think it it's a deck that you can climb with. It's just like a, a bit of a slow climb. Um, yeah. <laughs> If you, to say the least. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't get blowouts. Is the, I think the reason it, is, it feels slow, as you said, is like you don't get blowouts, whereas I think Dragon Priest gets mo- more of those. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, definitely. Right? no question. So, yeah, there's no. Dragon Priest can just build like really like thick boards, you know, with those five sixes and like yeah, mm-hmm. big, uh, big Twilight Drake. So, yeah, you, they can just spiral out of control, I think. Yeah, they, there's just no early game for Warrior that's not. Mm-hmm. completely aggro right with pirates and things like that like well like if it's we wanted to make this like an ag- aggressive dragon deck like what would we put in this it's i mean nothing, that's right? the thing there's like no aggressive dragons yeah. right you end up ever since frothing. ever since we lost alex draws as champion like uh yeah it's hard it is kind of weird how dragons can still be a thing with so few dragons yeah. literally like primordial drake bookworm it's consistent. And that's too. it. Like just, then it is the yeah. big one. It's, like, it's super consistent. At least I've found. But there's eight. There's eight in here. It's, or no, is there six in here? I think there's six in here. Yeah. But if you hit the historian, you get six. Eight. Right. Yeah. It's like six. Yeah. Nether Spite Historian is a thing. Dragons are yeah. not a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like true. Dra- dragons are actually not a thing. It's just that Nether Spite happens to give you more. And, you know, Draconid Operative is just a bigger Nether Spite. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's the reason they're still around. Once Nether Spite rotate, like if tomorrow you shot down Nether Spite out of the sky, you would play Primordial Drake for the sake of probably later, <laughs> but then you'd be done. <laughs> that's that's about it. Bookworm's good too right now. I think that you get some yeah. really yeah. great value from Bookworm. Whether it's getting it's... a shaman, killing like manatee mm-hmm. totems and playing temp totems. Yeah, quest really. warrior too. You get some crazy good. Value. Oh yeah, <laughs> like so, so satisfying to to kill an alley armor smith just so cleanly. You're like yes. 
<laughs> you saying Ali Armstead that just makes me laugh for some reason. Yeah, so overall, so, yeah. give that a try, guys. There's different variations, too. Some people play Death Wings. Um, I think I, I saw a post on Reddit the other day where somebody got to Legend with just Dragon decks, and there's different ways to tweak it to be a little bit more anti-aggro versus more value and things like that. But I tried the Deathwing for a while instead of Alexstrasza, and it just... It didn't really serve me that much purpose, given that I was able, always able to clear with Primordial Drake and Brawls, so didn't really need that last-second Deathwing. Uh, and mm-hmm. Alex Straza, I needed against Mage. Mage is just beating me surprisingly mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. What's going on? I'm freaking Warrior, and I'm losing to Mage? What's, this is just wrong. <laughs> totally the tables wrong. have turned, man. No longer can you just assume you're going to have enough armor to survive them. Like that's yeah. it's. I think that's the biggest... So I think the the era of Emperor Thorazon was the one where warriors started losing to Freeze Mage after yeah. like all was said and done, but it still wasn't a very polarized matchup either way. Really, at that point, it was still like very very even. Um, now I feel like the Mage just always takes it. Um, like unless something goes awfully wrong, mm-hmm. um, they just have such a good matchup. Not necessarily the control one with shield block and everything, where you have a bigger game, but the current Taunt Warrior list just get torn apart. Like their their armor generations are so low. Yeah, like people put in the the little armor smiths and and they help, but sometimes it's just not enough. I think we lost yeah. Justicar. Like Justicar, you uh, know, rotating out was probably you know affected that matchup so so much. So noxious yeah, things to lower uh, for that one. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you, agree. you can't even. Yeah, I hate I hate Justicar. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. No, actually, you know what? I don't mind Justicar. I just mind that they're Justicaring just to drop a monkey. Like, I if it if they just a card to just kill me with like a shield slam to the face, I'm like, sure, that's a legit strategy. But Dr- if you're just a carring to drop a monkey to then conquer <laughs> me to death, I'll pass. Thank you. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather you just rag me, just rag me, man. Just after twenty five, right yeah. Just rag me. <laughs> and just after twenty five minutes, nonetheless. Right. Exactly. This is the depressing part. And like those games, where you just get nat piggle and show you like you just wasted both our times for this. We could have just skipped straight to the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of miss the leaves. I kind of miss the old leaves. Oh, I love, I I love the leaves, but, but just so <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a lot of people that just love those type of games, too. Just like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is like awesome. Some people, 30 some people in Wild I've seen playing Priest with both the Elises. So you have both the Elise and then oh you have Shadow Regions to get more Crazy packs. value. Yeah. Crazy, Ooh. crazy value. That's cool. Okay, well, I think that's going to be it. We got four decks, and we're going to continue doing this, of course, um, you know, just in the coming weeks, like we always do. Uh, but for, I guess, for right now, why don't we give a shout out to all the patrons that we have that support the show? Those of you that might be tuning in for the first time, we do have a patron that supports Value Town at patreon.com/slash Value Town, and um, you know, this is how we keep the show going. So if you guys enjoy the show, want to keep uh, supporting the show, or want to support the show in any way. Go there, think about pledging, take a look at some of the milestones we have, and you know, a quarter, a, a dollar, I mean, anything actually makes a big difference. So I don't want you guys thinking that, oh, I only have like a, you know, like, again, a dollar to give, so it's not a big deal. I probably won't do it. It makes a big difference. So if you guys can do that, that would be amazing. 
And we actually had a big, we had a new producer this week, Ray Dan, who ended up, um, he messaged me. He wanted to, to kind of make a big pledge this week so we could do a, miles, a Smilestone this week. So uh, we're going to be doing a Smilestone in just one second. And Allie and Jackie have never done it before. So I've never done be this before. i got to prep, prep my cheeks. That's right. I'm quite worried, actually. Uh, I, wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to some of the uh, patrons before we do that. So uh, for our producer, our legendary producers, Mike T and Ray Dan this week, as well as David T, Bryce L, Albert, Richard S, Jason B, James B, Nick H, Juan P, Nick B, and Stuckib, <laughs> and Andrew P. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that. And uh, just one quick bit of, I guess, house cleaning. At the end of the month, every every week or every single time with Patreon, that's kind of like when everybody gets charged for the Patreon. And a lot of times the payment uh, your payment method gets out of date. So you guys might want to take a look at that. We always get like a good five or six people who I try to message and let them know that, that it's, you know, that's declining because they, they probably switched credit cards or something, something like that. Uh, go take a look at that in case that might be happening to you because, you know, obviously it doesn't come to us if that's not happening. But uh, why don't we do Smilestone now? And this is what we do for Smilestone. We smile at you guys. We, we express how happy we are about Hearthstone for... <laughs> The next 30 seconds, so we have to smile for 30 seconds, and yeah, we just don't say anything. We just, everybody just smile at us, too, if you're at home. So, here we go. Such a happy 30 seconds. It is. You guys can't hear the music. I wish I could get the music streamed into the ear, but here we go. Three, two, one. It's already hurting. <laughs> it's not supposed to hurt. <laughs> it's, it's going. <laughs> okay, all right. That was 30 seconds. That was 30 seconds. That wasn't too bad, right? That wasn't that was bad. bad. Yeah, anyway. I was kind of worried that my smile turned into something creepy. Rather. I know, right? <laughs> oh, don't worry. There will be screenshots posted and, and tweeted, believe me. But thank you so much again, guys, for all the patrons. You guys, again, are why we are able to do this show, and it uh, means, means a lot to us. Um, okay, well, we've got some community news that I uh, wanted to go into, and uh, we had <laughs> this big event for some reason, our community sometimes is so funny. Crip, you know, for all of you that have been watching Crip, known Crip for a long time, you know, he saves up his dust because, you know, there was this objective for him to get every single golden card, right? And, of course, you never want to buy a golden card, and then all of a sudden you get a golden card, right, from finishing an arena run or, or whatever from a pack. So you're always just holding out, you know, holding out until that last day when you decide to finally cash in on it. Well, Crib just decided, ah, this this uh, endeavor is is not worth it anymore, or is you know it's just not worth the time anymore. So he had six hundred and something thousand <laughs> dust Crazy. saved up, yeah. saved up, and uh, you know he made an event out of this, which is cool. You know, uh, I think if he got to a million followers, he would press it. And this was taken over the subreddit for the day, and um, for those of you who didn't Before watch Max it, um, you know. <laughs> It ended up being the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in the Hearthstone community. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but he, like I have this video here. He, he's gonna, he, he's uh, just about to press it. Actually, let me get it to it where he presses the button here. 
Um, Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. He's like teasing us all. Okay, here he goes. Okay. He just pressed the button and the client crashes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anticlimactic. I mean, it did that for me at 20k dust. I don't know what people were thinking would happen. Like, it just can't handle. It can't handle it. Like, yep. it's not even that it can't handle, it can't the, handle the, it. The, the, the information you're sending to the server. Because that's getting processed. Is that yeah. the sprites that have to spawn for the fucking dust just scale up into, in, like, basically how much stuff you're disenchanting at once. It's ridiculous the amount of surprise that we're trying to be generated. Like all the memories said, nope, just shut this nope. down. Well, I guess it went Sorry, kid. All, go, all four memories. Awesome? So, so what happened? Did he did he disenchant it in the end? Or? No. Yeah. So he did. He restarted the just, client. Just and it was just it was already given to his account. So it was just like uh, there was no payoff at all for it. Uh, so yeah. Poor grip. It was like, and he, I think he said that he had. Uh, you know, been been doing this since before Noxramas came out. Like it's been yeah. three years or something. Like it's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't think Crib was necessarily trying to save it up for a crazy, you know, moment yeah. like this for the community. <laughs> no. It's just he yeah, I think he just decided like, okay, you know, we'll just set some goal as a you know, a million followers, get people to do it and then we'll we'll do something fun. But <laughs> but of course that ended yeah. up happening. So uh oh, well. that's you know oh well that was like three years in the making too <laughs> we were all waiting for that crazy uh another bit of community i think there's something that we might do just from here on out it's kind of fun is is maybe talk about a video that we thought were, was funny and this has been happening for maybe the last two or three weeks now that these life on uh life on hearthstone videos have you guys seen these life on hearthstone videos at all like the, the poetry thing? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen, seen, I've seen this I've one. Seen, yeah. You've seen yeah, this I've one? Seen okay. this one and it's I've seen like, this one. It's really funny. It's like it's really interesting. It's depressing and funny at the same time. It's <laughs> yeah. like just things that you do in real life that you don't think about. <laughs> Dude, totally. I'm like, that's me. Oh that's my gosh. Me. Well, some of it is me. Not all of it's yeah, me. Yeah. But so certain moments where it's like, oh my God, that's so good. And so I'm, I'm like dying inside and I'm like laughing, but I'm crying at the same time. <laughs> so it's, so, the, it's really, really the chip, The chip part, I, don't, I won't ruin it, but... Yeah, that yeah. chip is good. <laughs> the chip is good. No, the chip is good. It's just like real life things. Like if you like go and play Hearthstone, and you're like, oh, should we play Arena? Oh, but what if I get 12 wins? That's going to take forever. Like that's just a little bit like that. Like, you actually think yeah, or the chip. It's like, uh, you know, you're not going to bend down and get it, or you're not going to kick it with your foot because you know it's not sanitary or whatever. That was so <laughs> funny. No, but this is like a series that um, they're doing. It's like I think this one's part four out of five. So there's actually been a few others before this, but um, definitely check it out. It's definitely some of the best, the best content I've seen at least in um, in just some time at least in Hearthstone, and it's so simple. It's done by the same guy, Jim that um, used to do all those funny, like, Raynad, and, you know, where he would, like, paste, like, a piece of paper for a mustache. Do you know what I'm talking about? And he would do, like, these Crip and Raynad impressions. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same guy that does that. He started doing these this video, and it's uh, um, it's really, really good. Anyways, I figured we'd spotlight it a little bit. Go check it out. It's on uh, Super Do The Games. And, uh, again, this is, like, the fourth out of the uh, at a, a series of five that they're going to be doing. So there should be a new one in the coming future. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I think from now on, if you guys have like these cool videos or whatnot, just make sure tweet us or you can email us valuetown.chamanv.tv and we'll, we'll be sure to you know check them out. Speaking of videos, 
you know, this uh, <laughs> this episode again is sponsored by Game GameCoach.com <laughs> or Game-Coach.com, and we've got a a nice little uh, trailer here to show you guys. So we'll be right back. Here at Game Coach, we have a variety of games such as League of Legends, Hearthstone, CS:GO, Overwatch, and many more to come in the future. When you have picked a game of your liking, simply choose one of our fantastic coaches by clicking on his or her profile. Here you will see background information and their calendar availability for a lesson. Starting a lesson is super easy. Coordinate with your coach and meet up on Discord, and then jump on a voice channel and begin your journey to becoming legendary. Game Coach. Just drew it. All right. Well, yeah, again, go check that out, game-coach.com, guys, and uh, you know, get some coaching today and use the Value Town <coughs> promo code. You get 10% off for that. Uh, all right, next segment uh, we've got is Topic of the Week. And dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Topic. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, dun, dun. We need to get some of those dun, 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 added. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Honestly, we should probably record, uh, record, yeah, record, record a, uh, a soundbite for this topic of the week thing or we just go topic of the week everyone at the same time just clip that yep we've already got it it's already been recorded we've already got it just have to clip it now easy uh no but topic of the week we have um i think ali you wanted to talk about this which was tournament mode was another topic of discussion because ben was um mentioning it uh, and there were some findings too, just with a client and people discovering that there was a tournament button, you know, like a tournament mode button or something that people noticed. Um, and Ben also did an interview where he talked about just, you know, tournament mode, some of the things they've been thinking about, he, uh, just whether what type of tournament mode would be the best, you know. And he talked about just the difference between having a, a true bracket system where you would play around and you have to wait for the next round, and then you could have a, a more asynchronous. Uh, experience, which is more like arena, you know, where you're just playing, you know, against just like a more of a 1v1 type of thing or just a single player type of thing. Uh, so I figured it would be good for us to talk about what we think is the most ideal tournament mode. Uh, Allie, what, what are your first thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, one of the things that, you know, I think is an issue and it seems like a lot of um, people were talking about is the time commitment sometimes when it comes to, uh, a tournament mode, you know, so you need to set, set aside, like if you go to a fireside gathering or something, or you do an open Mm -hmm. cup, like you need to set aside a a significant portion of the day to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's been one of the, the, the challenges, you know, figuring out the best way to do it. And, and, and I actually, I don't really even know like what, what the best solution is. Um, but I, I, I love the, the idea of it. And I feel like, you know, it's exciting because mm-hmm. th- that Ben mentioned it because this is the first kind of news or the most we've heard of it so far. Um, and yeah, I, I think it would be, I think it would be great for the game, I'm, I, but I, I'm not actually sure what the perfect format would be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, uh, Jackie, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, having like a, say you had like a 64-man tournament and then everyone's in like groups and like you just, or you just it's like a knockout and you have to wait for each round. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think a lot of people, like a lot of people don't have the time to do that. Like maybe one way of doing it is you could have like a, a Swiss tournament. So you have, say, eight people and they all have to play each other once and they can arrange in their own time when they play each other and then they submit their result to the... Uh, client maybe or something like that would probably be a more practical way of doing it 
But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it works. That's an idea. Yeah. yeah. Noxious, how about you? I know we've talked some about tournament mode in previous episodes, but the most ideal tournament mode, if there you know, was a button today, you press it, what would we see? I think it would look a lot like Arena. Uh, I mean, we've seen Heroic Tavern Brawl, and while it's not quite the same, uh, it's pretty much what they've been experimenting with. I mean, it's obvious that that's what they've been experimenting with. Like, let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Uh, Heroic Tavern Brawl was their foray into how much people would be interested in that mode. And one of the ways you can gauge that is how many people are actually, you know, paying for that stuff. Now, without the crazy rewards, there might be less interest. But the competitive players that exist that already are engaging this ladder anxiety grind, you know, which casual mm-hmm. players have no interest to engage in, will probably find their fill in just a tournament mode with a similar, you know, system to that of the arena. Okay. The thing is, it's going to be based on. MMR and the problem is at the end of the day ladder already mimics that so what they would have to do is probably find a way to isolate pockets of players within you know with each other um Mm -hmm. I think it's that that's kind of the clunky thing is they would have to create little pockets of like okay these 10 players are in the same group and then you know they Mm -hmm. end up winning their own little mini tournament even without waiting for each other um Mm -hmm. whereas if they just pit everyone against everyone it just ends up being the same as the ladder system which is yeah yeah well, let's I, just put it that way not yeah for, for me I, I think i mean for first off i think there should be two different selectors if you go into tournament mode you can have like your standard bracket thing if you want to wait if you're the type of person that wants to wait then you know there should be a place for you with a bunch of other people that have their whole day that they want to play you know a single tournament maybe it's only like an eight-man tournament maybe it's something re- you know reasonable where there's only like yeah. three or four rounds and that and that, that's it uh, but the asynchronous one, I feel like, is going to be the most accessible one, which is going to be like Arena. I think that what they've done with ha- ha- um, Heroic Brawl and Arena is, uh, from a model standpoint, I think it's fine. It's just the details I think they could improve on. Like, if you didn't make it feel like, okay, whoever just gets to 12 wins, whoever gets to you know, 9 wins, whatever it is, and you just get a reward, that doesn't feel like a tournament. That just feels mm-hmm. like yeah. you're trying to make an achievement, right? If they yeah. made it where it was, you know, each round that you did, it could still be the same thing. Like whenever you lose three times, you're out. But if you just keep playing where like each round you get, let's say one point for round one, you get two points for round two, you get three points for round, round three, and then it's more of a point total. And then who you play against are the people in the same rounds. And you can kind of keep doing that. And then after three, three, uh, losses you can see what your point total is and then you know in whatever bucket of people you see if you won the tournament or not because there needs to be some element of winning right there's no competitiveness to just having a single player experience right now i like that point system honestly that i think that would work relative just needs to be something where i I beat you (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i beat beat these people i didn't just like achieve 12 wins so I feel like that would you know drive the competitive aspect too, right? You know, people would be more inclined to get yeah. into it if you feel like, yeah, I crushed him. <laughs> but that's one huh. that's one good thing about talking about like at least Ben talking about it, is that you know maybe a lot of people didn't think about that. People are just like, oh, we just want tournament mode. We just want tournament mm-hmm. mode to fix XX and this, you know, HTT or whatever it is. But it's like, yeah. well, you have to think of an accessible tournament tournament mode. Like, what is that? I mean, maybe you could even have like like the kind of heroic tavern brawl type type of thing where when you get three losses, you're out. But you can just you keep going until you get three losses, and then maybe it resets every week. So say you have a winner every week or whatever. So the person with like, oh, I got twenty five wins, and then I got three losses, and then within their own bracket though. 
Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think they should create little buckets of people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's kind of like um. Have you ever guys been to a casino where they do the the slot machine contests? Have you ever seen that? I mean, I don't mean to bring the RGS, make the first slot machine to this yeah. example. I've mean, been to a casino before, but I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. So slot machine about. tournaments, the by the way. Yeah. <laughs> slot machine tournaments are pretty much what you think they are. But it, it's like 50 people, though, you know, sign up at the same time. And it's just people doing slot machines for 50, you know, for whatever, an hour or 30 minutes. And then whoever at the end of that ends up winning is the most, is the person that that ends up winning for that 50 people. And then he gets a prize or whatever. It's probably It could be something like that. I think you know you yeah. don't I, that is so well designed dude people will like, if you just know how much people will spend over the course of an hour by jamming like yes quarters, it, right you can actually exactly. marginalize the value of your prize to be like below whatever everybody spent and totally. just everyone over this yeah. is so brilliant it's like heroic tavern brawl all over again this is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> totally right <laughs> so it's something You're laughing like that. now but it's not funny <laughs> it's i not know funny. i know i know i, I kind of like yeah sure i don't want that idea i mean like, the I analogy is a little bit heavy but yeah the um, the idea sure still stands. I mean, like while we're on the topic of, of that, right? Like, what about just external client for tournament play? Like now with the the extra support okay. they're giving for fireside gathering, and it seems like they're you know trying to support that. Oh, big time! Yeah, um, I think totally. it's a really important thing for them to add infrastructure, whether it's within the game or not. I don't really care like how they structure it, but that allows for firesides to have their own little bracketed tournaments. I think in that's in that sense. Tournament systems that are more classical in nature can can work very well because of the existence of fireside gatherings and the you know ongoing support by Blizzard for that game mode or the you know that, that experience I guess. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we saw something come up like the the innkeeper's package and it comes with like this yeah. application that lets you do whatever you know yeah. set up a bracket attorney. In which case maybe that can also be used for online tournaments, um, you know like Star Ladder or just the HTT circuit. Point. That's a good one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, another thing about potential tournament mode, do you think it could potentially be you get put with people a similar rank to you? Because kind of, imagine if you got people at like rank 20 going against like people high legend. Like, is that like, is there no yeah, way but, of avoiding that? Or like, do you think that's... But sometimes that you have... Yeah. I, I was just going to say, sometimes you have, you know, really high legend players that maybe just like start a little bit later in the month though, you know? So they might be, mm. you know, rank 12, but, you know... It, and so it yeah. would, the matching system would, wouldn't be completely fair there either. So I, I don't really know how you'd match. Well, we all have MMR, um, right? I mean, everybody has an yeah. MMR in standard and everybody has an MMR in, in wild. So whichever one you end up playing, they'll, they'll know where you should be in terms of that. But, mm -hmm. um, but the question really is, is should they be matching up based on that or should they be matching based on another parameter, which could be metric? Yeah. So what, you know, wherever they are in that tournament, you know, it, because, you know, maybe somebody gets lucky and he gets super far and then, you know, he should be playing somebody who's really good, right? He shouldn't be playing anybody that's, that's similarly skilled as him if he's, you know, if he's just in this part of the bracket or whatever. Right. Um, okay, yeah, so, but tournament mode, you know, I think every time this comes up, people get a little bit excited. But then, Pen, you know, Ben tempers us by saying, oh, by the way. We're, we're still not necessarily working on it quite yet. Yeah. But, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Soon, but not soon, but maybe. It's a safety yeah. net. Yeah. We're still talking about it. I mean, we, we definitely want them to talk about it, so we'll never discourage that. 
Um, I hope it happens. A new a new element, you know, to the game would just be, yeah. I think, a, a cool Yeah, I think experience. it will happen. Yeah, I think it will definitely happen for sure. It's just a matter of figuring out the best way to do it because there's a lot of challenges. So I guess we just have to be patient, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Q&A. Why don't we talk about some uh, questions or some email questions that we've gotten? We've, we uh, had a few of them. And Landon P. starts us off with, uh, there's been a lot of noise about the price of Hearthstone lately. A point which seems overlooked is regarding the importance of scarcity in a CCG. I argued that a relatively high price is important for making cards scarce, and that players in, uh, in an, or plays in it, or that plays, or that it plays an important role in making the game fun. Scarcity means that opening a legendary is exciting, and that players must be creative to puzzle through limited resources to be competitive. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of that? I mean, he, he definitely goes on and talks a little bit more about um, examples of that. But, I mean, the general idea is that it's opposite of what I think the majority of the community thinks, which is uh, scarcity or making things more expensive could be a good thing. Uh, I mean, I think scarcity is, like, I do think it's a good thing. I think, on like, unlocking new cards and saving up for a legendary and be like, yes, I got my new legendary. I think that's an exciting part part of it. Like I was free to play for like my first two years and I would look forward to every time I'd open a pack, you'd be like, oh, Mike, I let you read this one. Like instead of <laughs> opening like loads of packs yeah. at a time, it'd just be like one at a time. And I, I found that really exciting. So I think that's kind of, I can see where it's coming from. But then at the same time, I think one of the main problems is for someone coming new into Hearthstone and there's all the yeah. previous expansions. So playing Wild, for example, is like pretty much impossible because it's mm-hmm. just, there's so many cards that, you have to go back and get kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can see where it's coming from. I don't know. I, I guess I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to like somewhat disagree with him a little bit. I, I, I think, yeah, the, the new and the new player experience, like Jackie was just talking about is it just, it's not that enjoyable, you know, when, when you have to spend, you know, so, so much money on the game. So I think I'm more on the side of, you know, I don't know, making not not necessarily making the game cheaper, but I, I don't want to make it more more expensive. Uh, in in my book, at least, yeah. Yeah, I I think that making it expensive um, it definitely alienates more people, you know. Yeah. And then it becomes a, mm. a I don't know. It might feel a little bit like a pay to win type of game, even though it's not necessarily because you can get lucky in different ways. But it might feel mm-hmm. like that. It's like oh, you have Reno Jackson, for instance, and. I don't, <laughs> you know, or a lot that of people is, don't. Yeah. And I don't, that's where I lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Noxious, what do you well, think? Well, it just makes... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it just makes the, the latter experience, you know, frustrating. You know, if, you, if you're, if you you know, playing against a deck and you're like, oh, well, maybe I would have won this if I actually, you know, had this one card, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Just to point out, I don't think uh, it should be more expensive. I <laughs> yeah. I, I can just see the, like, I think the unlocking stuff and... Uh, yeah, that's a, a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noxious, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's a, a weird question because the, the the good answer is, oh, the prices are fine when it comes to the psychology of the player and feeling good about opening new stuff, about the, the feelings of progression. But the flip side of satisfaction is always frustration. And <laughs> if you remove the frustration of not having anything, you don't feel good about those legendaries. So, of course, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you need to keep the prices high to make it feel good. But it's the same argument as saying, like, it's good to be starving because when you eat, it'll feel good, which is a shitty argument to ever make. To 
Um, yeah. pleasure I've never heard that just, one before. I pleasure don't... is just not, is, is not just derived from, you know, the removal of pain, right? Like, that's just not the way it's going to work. So I can understand, like, the idea of having prices exist and, you know, there being a time limit or, um, like, a time that you have to wait before you can unlock a certain amount of cards. The thing is that you need to remember as well that while that is widely accepted to be okay, nobody's really disagreeing with, hey, we want everything for free. People are saying we don't get stuff fast enough, but mobile games have been, you know, in the past 10 years over the course of the, you know, the emergence and development of, of that platform, um, game developers have started writing books and, you know, really tapping into psychology, you know, to, to understand how to make the best possible games that are the most addictive, that'll get the most, that make the most money. And those are the guys on the marketing team and they're on the, you know, the financial side of Hearthstone that have very little to do with design. Um, the pricing has nothing to do with Ben Brode. You know, he's not like sitting at his desk like, oh yeah, I want a price yeah. that's really high. <laughs> so what you need to understand is that you're being manipulated as a gamer that's in playing freemium games in dumping time to try to get something you mathematically can't get because they've carefully crafted a system where you cannot possibly obtain everything by the time the next expansion comes around for yeah. free. It's crafted that way. Uh, and once you actually look behind the curtain, I guess, and you see it, Sure, you might disagree with it, um, but once you're aware of it, it's a lot less like the frustration kind of dissipates. Where you just understand how the world works, and yeah. in that respect, I guess um, then you can make arguments as to whether or not you'd like the system change. But you're not going to change profit incentive in, in this type of yeah. you know financial system. Uh, yeah, well would, said. Well said. Yeah, that's definitely well said. I would say that the only thing I'd add to that, I totally agree with that. But I, the only thing I would add to that is. Um, I think if you did have a system where, you know, a lot of folks, you know, that, you know, basically the only the whales would have all the, the cards, even more so than in Hearthstone right now. Like people that are crazy whales would have all the cards. Um, if you had a system like that, I, I think it would have to be, the ladder system would have to be very, very different than the ladder system we currently have. Because right now with ladder system being pretty shallow, you know, it's only 25 ranks, right? And, and I've, I've mentioned that I, th I think it'd be a good idea to extend that by a lot, but if it's only 25, then you're putting these people in the same bucket. <laughs> like they're in the same sandbox all the time. So if you you would be running into those situations where somebody would have some cards and you're just like, oh, that's that's such a super bummer. I don't have that card, uh, and that's why mm -hmm. like right now it's like you want to give the players as much access to the tools so that it can at least have some kind of leveling aspect to it. Because uh, uh, you know people are not in the same sandbox that should be a lot of the times, you know, like somebody that only has say a very limited amount of cards, they could be playing against somebody that has a lot of the cards right now. Where in reality, we could probably make a system where it was it would be more consistent about putting these people that are just beginning for the first time, never even played casual, just playing for the first time, would be playing against each other for a good amount of time so they could progress. So that's the only thing I would say. The latter system just doesn't match. Or isn't suited for a system like that with scarcity. Uh, okay, so yeah. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because okay, I have sure. to. Um, <laughs> but you need to understand that it, it like gaming's come a long way, uh, mm -hmm. you know, since the very early days. And one of the constants about designing video games has been just how much frustration do I want to put into this gaming system? Because it's actually intentional. You like you might yeah. think, oh, it's incidental, and uh, they're ran uh, they they fucked up the ladder system. Noobs are getting fucked by legend. No, it's intentional. 
Uh, it's, That's it's not like, intentional, it's, dude. I don't. It, it trust is. me when I say it is intentional. Yeah. I've worked with game developers I've... on that specific topic and talked about how much frustration you want. Oh, in I, your okay. Game. So I know what you're talking. And, I mean, I know what you mean. Like you, you wish they right. they had the like because you're playing against no, those cards. No, it's not even that. It's, cards. it's not even mm-hmm. that. It's people are masochistic to a point. Okay, so it's like when you play a game like Diablo and you want that next item, you're willing to grind a certain amount of time for it. Now, for the dev, the challenge is finding out what exactly yeah, is that amount right. of time. Mm-hmm. Right. So that after you you just let go, right? So if they go too far, you just abandon the game, never come back, and you abandon the product. Yeah. But the thing is that for Hearthstone specifically, um, that frustration is monetizable in a very direct way where some people just rage by packs. How many fr- I don't know how many friends you've talked to that are just poor uh, in, in Hearthstone specifically, not in real life. And they're just like, well, this legendary ruined me. You know, I had a pirate warrior without patches. Patches keeps wrecking me every game because he gets the extra ping. Fuck this. I'm buying packs. Um, that- it happens very often. And while they did a really good job at isolating new players, because they did that. Initially, Hearthstone had a very wide open system where everybody was matched against everyone. They've narrowed down the new player experience where you have more noobs playing against noobs early. You know, the rank 25 to 20, you can't lose stars, was intentional. And then even beyond that, they made it happen to where past 20, you're also facing off against noobs again. They're, like, trying to make that even more obvious. The thing is, at some point, they have to let you go. And because of the slowness of progress, there is never going to be a good time. There is literally never going to be a good time to let you go into the wild of of the the Hearthstone pool. Because most people will have cards... At some point, and yeah. unless you put these guys like in their own little bucket for six months, at the rate of acquisition so of Hearthstone. I, I don't just. I mean, I I know where you're going coming from, and I do agree with some of those sentiments. And there, it's like something in between what you're saying and what I'm saying. Sure. Like, you know, there's an extreme where, um, you know, we have folks that are literally just coming out of Innkeeper, and let's just say they're playing against like crazy legendary decks. That can be disheartening to the point where it's not like rage inducing where they buy packs you know, like especially early on somebody like literally gets into the ladder and that's the first experience they leave the game you know and and you do see exit they they're tracking exit rates and they they're figuring out you know where where that is and i've done that too when making games i figured making puzzle games especially you try to figure out where your customers or your uh, users just give up on the game because it's too hard uh, and so yeah. you have that aspect but you also have the aspect where you're talking about where it's it's closer right like it's yeah. like oh he only had like a few cards so yeah, if I just bought some packs, you know, I, I could totally get there too, and and, and it encourages people to buy packs. So um, I I think it's not that far off from there. It's just I would still like to see the the ladder have extended a, a little bit, just to create a little bit more room for those new players. Well, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. So I was gonna say, I mean, generally, I think when people like they get past the innkeeper and then start the game, I don't think they're gonna be kind of getting crushed by Pirate Warrior on turn five and like that yeah, first ladder I game agree, at rank I 25. I'd hope not. And, um, <laughs> another thing I think, I think one thing a lot of people don't talk about is that actually arena is one of the best ways of being able to play cards you don't have access to. Cause obviously in arena, you can just play anything. And so if you don't have the gold to grind packs, I mean, if you're just starting out and you don't have that much money, I would spend all of my gold on arena. Cause you get to play all these cards. You don't, uh, don't have access to you can play crazy legendaries um and you can also grind gold and as you improve get better win rates and i, I mean i would advise anyone starting the game to, to play arena to be honest i feel like that's kind of the natural progression i mean at least that's how i started with hearthstone is like i played a lot of arena in the beginning and i feel like that 
that's kind of what happens for, for new players. But I, I think it's good, though, because I feel like Arena sort of teaches you the basics, you know, of how to to, to play the game. And, you know, you get to, you're right. Like Jackie said, you get to play with a lot of fun cards. And I think it's a good introduction. But granted, you still have to spend the gold to get there. So Yeah, there's definitely some investment in the beginning. But once yeah. you do get better at it, then that's when you start getting the gains from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is really the, like the, when I talk about frustration, like every dev tries to frustrate the players, but that's just, it's not like, it's not completely true. It's just that it's so easy to make frustration a game design tool that it tends to be resorted to very often, you know, and not every game is going to try to frustrate you, but it's so simple to use. It's done very often, but to compensate for that stuff. And I think, you know, this is the plus side of it. Hearthstone does an amazing job of giving you an alternative route. The like Tavern Brawl, Arena, casual play, mm-hmm. AI. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't mm-hmm. believe the number of players who just play against AI uh, and just never engage ranked play. So, mm-hmm. for all the, the frustration systems that I I know exist within the game, they've also added non-linear content, like to distract you from that frustration when you need to step away from it. And yep. I think for that, we can at least uh, give Blizzard a lot of credit. Okay, well, we got yeah. another question here. That was a that was a good one to add that he <laughs> asked. <laughs> yeah, Landon asked a After good one that, that we just talking for a lot there. But Adam A has a question specifically for you, Noxious. I'm going to keep sending this till Noxious takes up the challenge. Okay, which, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's What's only up? said it two weeks. Ago, okay, he's only said it two weeks. We didn't get to it like last time. Would you think about a tavern ball where you? Well, what would you think about a tavern ball when where you could build a deck using any card from any class? Selecting a class would only matter for which hero power you have. What do you think the best deck would be? I challenge Noxious to create an unbeatable deck using this format. Maybe even um, was it? Maybe even one for standard and one for wild. Are you up to the challenge, Noxious? Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, on the spot, of course not, right? That'd be I mean, hard. I'm thinking it's probably going to be an aggro deck, <laughs> like for sure. Um, probably got patches in it. And it's probably got patches <laughs> in there. I mean, Pirate <laughs> Warrior assumption. with Hunter hero power, right? <laughs> I mean, that's... No, no, that's not even good enough, because, okay. like, you need to account for the fact that there are, like... I'm talking Crackle-level broken, like, you know, like, you could fetch yeah. anything from any class, dude. Like, you can... You don't have to patches necessarily. You can literally kill people. I mean, people regard Lifetop as the best hero power, right? So would well, you yes, absolutely. You play right. Would you just yeah. always pick Warlock, or it would have always pick Warlock? And, like, so maybe if you played like Pirate Warrior with Warlock hero power, that would be awkward because it's like you're slowing down by tapping too much. Sometimes it's just better to keep going. Fast. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a really tough puzzle, and you, you think might it turn out that the actual answer is play all the healing with Hot Springs. That's Guardians. what I mean. I yeah, maybe the answer is control. Control. <laughs> you know, yeah, just play all the heals. Wouldn't it be funny if the answer was it's a mill deck? <laughs> That's yeah, really like that's my point. Fantastic. <laughs> it, it might turn out to be true if you can just jam enough health gain and then mill people down. I mean, yeah. who knows? Combo could be the best one in that format. It's tough to say. Mm-hmm. I wish they would just give us a tavern ball with that though. Like that would be sick if you could. I, I mean, actually, build... it would probably be like some kind of tempo deck where you play all the super cheap because you play like innovates and preps and backstabs like all in the same deck. And have all these oh zero my mana goodness! Stuff. Oh, you mean coin, coin, prep? prep so maybe you have like mana worm and, and then like a super spell heavy like face spell thing. That's probably well, what I'd try. Okay, that I think mana worm would be a good candidate to, for like broken stuff in that deck. There's no doubt. I mean, it's like prep is a Kirintor mage uh, in spell form, so you could slap some. Seriously broken stuff in that deck. Oh, man. 
Yeah, would you go? Maybe Mage would be the. Yeah. Mage. Or no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, never mind. Never mind. Well, Take we're not thinking mind. about. Yeah. You're just thinking about hero power. So, like in terms of class, you yeah, just think exactly. about hero power. Warlock. Yeah. So it's yeah, like no, for me, it's like warlock or or hunter. It just depends on where you want to go, right? Like it's. Oh. It's gonna be one of those. You right. play sorcerers apprentices and radiant elementals, and then like you play like power <laughs> shields. Oh my god, the radiant! <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I want to do this. Why don't we do that? Right for that. next week, we should come up with some some uh, conceptual <laughs> things and see what we. That would be with. literally the coolest talent yeah. brawl in in the. I would love that to be. A that would be super sure. fun. Yeah, and you have to think send in the idea now, guys. <laughs> so Hopefully they're listening, but you know. Yeah, I'm sure they do too. Just turn off all the restrictions in the game. <laughs> Just let us let us it's do whatever we want. Yeah, pick class and then build a deck. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, all right, well uh, that's it for questions. If you guys have any any questions for next week, go ahead and. Uh, email those to ValueTalent at ChainMV.tv and we'll try to get to them. We still have like maybe one or two that we didn't quite get a chance to get to. So if you have written to us before, you know, uh, there's a there's a good chance that we'll, we'll still get to them. Uh, I do want to remind folks that ValueTalent is available on audio channels too. So if you like to listen to podcasts on iTunes or, you know, just on your Apple devices or as well as any Android devices, um, uh, Value Town is available on Google Play as well as SoundCloud and iTunes. So definitely check that out. And if you want to help out the the show and you can't, you know, pledge to the Patreon or anything like that, leaving us a five star review helps in a big way too. So people can find Value Town when they're searching for a Hearthstone podcast. So I do want to give a shout out to the last one that we've gotten, which is from SD Beach Bum. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, yeah, definitely check that out too because we actually have a good amount of people that listen to the show now on audio and everybody that watches on Twitch, they don't even realize that, but there's a large audience that that does reside um, that way. So we uh, definitely are appreciative of those folks, uh, of course. And um, we do have a bit of news. So we did have this announcement in the beginning, right, with Jackie and Allie uh, joining the show, but we do have some news with Noxious who will actually be stepping down as a host, which is sad, especially for me, given that, you know, we've been doing the show now for over a year, but, um, why don't I let you take it, but just kind of, you know, t- take the mic here, no- Noxious, and then I guess I'll give my comments at the end. Yeah, well, it's been, uh, it's been, a, I wouldn't say, um, a tough decision, but I've had, like, so much stuff on my plate recently that, uh, time-wise, it's been very difficult to, to find the time to prepare the show with you rather like initially we were working a lot together on what the topics would be mm-hmm. in the first few episodes and as time passed i got less and less involved with that process because i was just swarmed during the week and then i would come in and have to look at the notes and i always felt like one step behind i wouldn't have deck lists ready so i was always, i always felt like i was missing a little bit of the involvement when it comes to preparing the show which is i think super important for these types of uh, this type of content right especially mm-hmm. a podcast that where you're you're co-hosting it's really important i think to be extremely engaged and I, I felt like i kind of been dropping the ball on that front regardless i've still been having fun and that's <laughs> the thing that you know i'll just at the end of the day uh, take home with me with that one i've been more and more focused of course on playing gwent in my own time and i've been playing less and less hearthstone i've been watching more than i think i've ever watched you know with the amount of content that's out there uh, the competitive side of hearthstone just still stays like a topic that I'm interested in, you know, I've been I cast I cast all recently. I've been keeping track of the win rates, the matchups, and everything. So I'm still within the Hearthstone bath, just not as much on the player side. And um, I feel like a lot of the people who are within that community, say you know Ali Straza and Jackie, for instance, would be better suited for 
hosting purposes. These guys, you know, just generally speaking, um, are going to be much more in tune with the community. Like, you know, this this whole week, I kept track of the competitive side, but the whole crib button completely missed it. You know, they just didn't really follow that. And you know, I feel like I've just missed the boat uh, on so many of these uh, these little things. So over time, maybe at some point I'll, you know, hop back in as a guest. I'll probably show up, yeah, you know, show up on, the, on the show at some point. Anytime. Uh, for a reason or another. But, yeah, in the meantime, it was a great run, man. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I just add my two cents, which was, you know, I just want to thank you, obviously, for hosting the show. And, you know, it came in a time where we we kind of got together and, and, you know, it was when I was doing the show pretty much by myself and having just a, a revolving door of guests each week. Right. And decided that it would be awesome to do something with you. And that that's like almost a year and a half ago. And I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to take with the show. So, you know, I think joining up with you really helped me with, you know, feeling or just getting a feel for what direction we wanted to take Value Town. And that's kind of where we are today. So, um, you know, I want to thank you for doing that. And it's been a blast doing it. And, um, you know, anytime you want to come on, buddy, it's always open door for you. It's still part of Will the family, do. of course. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for at least uh, Jackie and Allie's first show hosting. And uh, we're going to have a lot of like, we're, we're trying to brainstorm, come up with some fresh ideas. We're going to have some changes to the show. So get ready for some fun things in the upcoming future. But, um, you know, you guys want to do shout outs. Jackie, you want to start us off? Where can people find you? All that good stuff besides here. <laughs> Of um yeah i mean this is my channel so <laughs> <laughs> yeah stream like six days a week Great. so if you want to watch my stream i play wacky decks so six days a week uh my twitch is my twitter is f2k underscore jackie or i post my decks and all that stuff uh thanks to my team page karma for supporting me and helping me stream feels good man and thanks for thanks for uh having us on the show it's, it's great to have us it's Absolutely, emotional man. obnoxious is leaving i, I feel kind of Enjoy yeah, the emotional like, speech, man. Yeah, it's moving. But, yeah. I feel like a life on Hearthstone video now, man. It's like happy and sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I'm sure we'll uh, have lots of fun in the future. Should be good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Allie, you want to do some shouts? Where can people find you? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Allie Straza. Uh, it's S T R A S. ZA. A lot of people smell it wrong. So. <laughs> Including um, me. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier. Yeah. It's like the Zaz at the end. Anyway, and uh, my Twitter is uh, F2K Alley or underscore Alley. And yes, shout out to our team, F2K, obviously. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. I stream uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So that is, that is my schedule. And yes, thank you so much for having having us on. And I'm very, very excited to uh, host in the future. Awesome. Uh, Noxious? Yeah, generally speaking, shout outs to you uh, with all the work they've been putting in Value Town. Good luck to my new, I guess, uh, replacements, co hosts. No, oh, thank and you. Co hosts will not be co hosts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my co hosts of the day. <laughs> we'll that. Um, and as usual, I guess, a big shout out to Complexity for letting us live the dream as players and content creators. Uh, and I'll round things out. Of course, again, three of you guys for doing the show today. Everybody for watching. Thanks for, you know, obviously coming to, to Jackie's channel. We're going to be starting to do it a little bit more um, off of my channel just to try things out again. Like, change is coming. We're going to try all kinds of new things. And if you missed any of the show, you can check out the VODs on y- you- or the VOD on youtube.com slash ChamMV. Again, you can find it again. Um, the audio is on iTunes, uh, um, Google Play, as well as, as SoundCloud. And you can follow the show's Twitter at uh, ValueTownGG. 
But that's going to be it. Oh, one last thing too. People have been asking about Streamer Showdown. We're going to be doing another Streamer Showdown Hearthstone a little bit later. But we are going to be doing Streamer Showdown on at E3 next week on the Twitch stage. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably tweet some more um, news on that as uh, we get closer to it. But uh, yeah, definitely tune into that when you can get a chance. That's going to be it for Value Town this week, guys. So for Jackie Chan, Ali Straza, Noxious, and myself, Chan V, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>